0: (laughs) This is my fucking western showdown
1: That's how we're going to start off the show Oh yeah We're going live In three You You can't do it You can't get it done man You cannot get it done. It is, let me check. It is October 22nd, 2018. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a Home Before Dark podcast. It is a showdown down to the final game. So you couldn't make it happen with that. But Atlanta United held on, made it happen yesterday, and we still hold on in a tight grip with probably like Infinity Gauntlet with like two stones maybe right now. Like a grip on the supporter shield I think race? we're up to four. Four? I think we're up to four? We, we only need t- one more. It's the time stone, isn't it? It's the power stone. Uh, no, it's the health stone.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: it's really what's... Soul stone. The soul stone. Yeah. Your soul is mine. <laughs> yeah. This is The Last Night. I am Tim Herbin. as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley. Dan James is um, not with us tonight. And this is American Choppers. This is American Chopper. <laughs> Damn it,
0: Pauly! <laughs> I feel like I wore the American Chopper starter kit tonight. I
1: think I think you did.
0: <laughs> black, black hat, crew neck sweatshirt with the sleeves rolled up, shorts and vans, big burly, ugly, nasty beard. Okay. Oh, shit. okay. Enough of this. Okay, we got a
1: couple things to, we got a couple things to go through. First of all, thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys are in the trap. Inter, uh, interact with one another, as you always do. Give us points of topic. As you always do, you guys are the lifeblood of this show. We kind of just spit off what you guys are saying, and we start spouting off our thoughts on it, however stupid they are. If you guys are listening to us on, your They're favorite... Not
0: our thoughts, not their comments.
1: Correct. <laughs> How our However
0: stupid our co- our yes. thoughts are.
1: Correct. Sorry. Pronouns sometimes really confusing. How dare
0: you assume You didn't ask any of them their preferred pronouns before you started talking. All right, we're gonna go.
1: (laughs) We're gonna go through this. The if you guys are listening to us on your favorite podcatcher, make sure that you guys, if you have the ability on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, leave us a five star review, a rating, and a review. We'll read it live on the show. We haven't gotten one in a few weeks. Did we not? I don't know. Check. I thought we had one. Oh, maybe we did. Go, go, give it a shot. Go be wrong. Anyway, you see the graveyard. La- so, so back to what you were
0: saying. Last kay. night
1: in the studio. This is the last night in the West Side studio. Come sa- come Friday, we sign on our house. Come Saturday, we move in. Come Monday, come rain or shine, come m- movers or are, water. movers or not, there movers will, or shakers. There will be a podcast in Atlanta United FC Weekly to celebrate to recap us winning the supporter shield on Monday night. Well, we won't. We'll be winning the supporter shield over the weekend, but Monday night we will be recording, and who knows? You know, what's gonna be Dan great? James might ju- might it's be joining be great us whenever
0: life. we win the supporter shield because both teams lost. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be pretty great. I mean,
0: Orlando had a good little swing of momentum this weekend. I could see them maybe pulling out something crazy against Red Bulls on the road. I
1: like it. I like it. With a new name in here, Sid the Science Kid. Yeah. He's saying, uh, what's up, guys? And they said, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say hello. Exactly. You'd be
0: remiss if you didn't say hello. Yeah, thank you, guys, as uh, always. Thank you for correcting Bill me.
1: Holcomb and Brittany S. and Domer. Domer. Okay, so uh, let's go through housekeeping real quick. Okay. This no week, ratings and reviews. This weekend is the last set of games, all the games happening at one time. It is the last set of games for Homie for Dark Fantasy through MLS. And right now, your leader right at this very moment is still Nathan Lyons, FC Apogee, with 1,361 points. He is a hefty 48 points in front of Transmission yeah, FC. Yeah, that one's locked up. Andrew Kolg, yep. We have uh, third place, Black Hall Bombers, Kyle Cram. We have Andy Watkins. Andy Walken. fell off. Homies, B4D. You, I
0: think Andy is the reason why we didn't lock it up this weekend. He gave me a 20 spot. A 20 spot? Give me a 20 spot, said, I'm giving you cash for whenever we lock up the Supporter Shield today and you can buy a bottle of champagne because I want to hear it pop open on the show oh, and get a bottle it. of sparkling grape juice for Tim.
1: Damn it. Damn <laughs> it. I well, think,
0: the- think this is all his fault.
1: Yes. Well, the gesture is not lost. Exactly. As always. And that, so he's tied for uh, – actually, he's ahead of Jacob F. Benson, a.k.a. John F. Bezy, Stats and Trends in fifth place. So, it looks like barring a miracle, Nathan Lines will be joining us at some point along with uh John F. Beasy. We're yeah. going to be doing some sort of debate show or agree yeah. show yeah. where they just talk to each no, other. No, we will no. make them debate.
0: <laughs> I will find a way. Debate. Okay, speaking of debate. This past weekend, Domer graciously hosted me to be able to wave the Unite flag and get some video and photos taken that weren't taken with a razor phone from 2002. Oh <laughs> shit!
1: <laughs> Who had a razor back in O two? <laughs> Somebody working at Motorola. This was me, Playboy. You didn't, when did you have you? Did you not have one in 2002? I got a razor. Oh, in, I guess that would was have been 2005. Closer. Yeah.
0: Okay. 2002.
1: Right. I had a little uh, Motorola like metal flip phone, and it was a completely two, green yeah. screen with it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Back whenever you had to, yeah. God, those phones were so terrible. Whatever, but man. You could play Snake on that it. That was basically what the video that Casey took ended up converting into <laughs> it was one of those old videos for whenever I waved the flag. Uh, the last time, the last time I was up front, there was no obstructions really. I just did it for a couple of seconds and it was over. This weekend, went to go wave the flag and I had to get an entire lesson in how to. It's Way more physics than I expected, and I was getting critiqued, and people were trying to be like, no, just look at me. Don't look at the flag. Just make eye contact. I felt like people were judging me in in my most intimate moments. They they were talking about strokes, doing long strokes versus short strokes, not using too much muscle and letting the flag do its thing, but then you got to whip it sometimes. It got very sexual, it's, it's- very heated in, in the supporter section.
1: Yeah, and appropriately so. Angie and I were on the other side judging you for the way that you were waving that flag. <laughs> Did you
0: see it get yeah, off <laughs> and,
1: and, and Angie looked over there. Domer's always so easy to spot because he's always wearing a goalkeeper kit. She's like, I'm pretty sure Domer's over there giving him lessons on how to wave this thing. It's like, yeah, sure enough, that's him. Yep. And then Kevin's limp dick flag just starts <laughs> getting wrapped up. Hey, in the comments <laughs> section, Domer, Bill, you guys, Bill, you were uh, kind of creepy the way you watched me wave that flag it's that one week. It's not
0: how you start, who waved it's it? how you
1: finish it. In the comments section, who waved it better? Granted, we waved different flags, me or Kevin. W-
0: yours it was, was like half of my size.
1: No, it was a three meter by three meter. Okay. So it wasn't.
0: So, so it was like a quarter, it wasn't nearly as thick as my flag is. Just be honest. <laughs> Mine had a lot more heft that I had to be swinging that you did not have to deal with. And I think that that needs to be negotiated and discussed in how one slings his flag. So to speak,
1: this has gone (laughs) off the
0: rails. (sighs) Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Domers, the three, the three meter is so much easier and it has a shorter pole. Couldn't have said it better myself. Kevin Brown, Kevin's flag has mega girth. His his girth is his worth. <laughs> my girth is my worth. This is home before dark.
1: Dear God, no, after dark. This guy after, got after this, dark, real after, quick. after dark, it is almost time for the time change. I see twenty something of you guys watching. Do us a really quick favor. Hit the smash that like button, as those fancy YouTubers call it. But yeah, I had to get it. It was a it was a
0: challenge that i had not expected because you have to juggle a lot of different things it's the it's the movement and the physics involved with it you kind of want to use the strength to at the turn essentially yeah. to redirect it and then let it do its thing on the follow through but at the same time you have to be consciously paying attention to the other massive flags around you to be dodging them that and is so one that, thing so that's where i got screwed up was whenever i was kind of getting interference and touching tips with the other flags over <laughs> that were all around you me. know
1: the most it, it, to me i can and all joking aside i completely understand you being up there i we owe deandre a massive apology oh,
0: that's exactly what i was saying afterwards. <laughs> my bad deandre we owe you DeAndre, a drink or something uh, i got i gave him a, a sticker or a magnet or whatever for the okay with the unite thing on sweet
1: there. but yes that looks like it poses a big challenge being in the stands for that but the most stressful thing being down on the the front whenever i i did go down there was the um hold the line whenever they're dropping the yeah. flag down and you got to yeah.
0: straddle it like you're about to fucking saddle up to
1: play quidditch or something it's weird <laughs> yeah. no at the same time so you have you have Kevin cheek yelling at you because you're not cheering while you're trying to not get hit in the head for that split second yeah,
0: exactly yeah you
1: have the megaphone yelling at you while you're uh but either way it was great I had a great time out there
0: it was fun to do that I got some pictures and stuff we'll throw up on the Instagram um, if you have seen the unite flag and you like it and you want to put it on a shirt or something we've got some shirts in the shop get home before Dark
1: forward slap. Ford Slap.
0: Ford Slap. Ford
1: slap. I want to put the the long sleeve up there, man. It came out really nice.
0: No, the one you got? Yeah. I like the hoodie, too, man. The problem with the hoodie is that it's the American Apparel, and so it's four sizes too small than what I thought it would
1: be. But I like it. It's a thin hoodie, which is nice. Joe Joe Johnston, sorry. Kevin uh, Kevin and I were both at the tailgate. Well, I was only there for a short period of time before we headed to the stadium. We were a little later. I feel like
0: all of the tailgates kind of shut down earlier this weekend than they had in weeks prior where everything we, uh, Dan and I, Dan Odo came with me to the game. We've mentioned him. Shout out
1: Dan Odo. I swear I've met him before anyway.
0: So we, we ended up leaving the tailgate because everything was kind of shutting down there, getting ready for the March and stuff. And the analogy that I put was in every volcano movie, like Dante's Peak or Volcano, there's some scene where the truck is just in front of all the ash cloud behind it. That's how I felt like we were moving our way through the tailgates yesterday was everything was sort of shutting down behind us as we were just trying to keep pace in front of everything moving through the tailgates. We just didn't. We never really got our footing or posted up for very long. We were out there, Joe. Sorry we missed you.
1: Yeah. We'll see you on the 11th. Yeah. Of November, whenever we play our first home game in the playoffs. Okay. We ready to get into the game?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, before we move on, because d- there's a little bit of talk about the tailgate, shout out to Terminus Legion's tailgate for bringing 11 liters of tequila for margaritas, which was gone in under an hour, I believe. 700 jello shots. Devoured and burned through. I mean, just ridiculous.
1: That's insane. Savages. I'm telling you, I don't do jello shots. I only do pudding shots. So if you want to see me drink. (laughs) They did have drunken Oreos out there. Oh, that sounds. It was delicious. How does that work?
0: They do like a vodka cream.
1: Oh, they like. They they take the cream out? Yeah, they take the cream out. And then mix it all up with vodka and then put it back into the. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. It was good. Was it double stuffed? Mega stuffed. Ultra stuffed. Ultra (laughs) stuffed. This is when I wish, I need to get a soundboard of like SNES (laughs) video game. Get uh, Killer Instinct Ultra. The combos?
0: Yeah. Combo breaker. (laughs) Combo breaker. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Okay. But yes, to the game. Starting lineup first.
1: Because that was a fucking doozy of a lineup it was and first of all I want to pat us both on the back for saying Lagos kunga would be in the 18 and shout out to the young man shout out to the young God making it into the squad him and uh, him and George Bello both in the squad it was good to, it was cool to see them like walking together yeah. they seem kind of tight um, those young guys Carlton and Goslin and and kunga and, and Bello all those guys seem to be really tight together I think that's really great for us moving forward um, even though all things considered if they're successful they're not yeah. going to be here for very long yeah, yeah. Uh, yes the the lineup was a doozy i think we did expect carlton and barco to play if viable was out we talked about that last week we didn't have news at the time during the broadcast last so, week that um, said whether or not he would be or wouldn't be And the last we had heard is that he got injured at paraguay duty
0: yeah and i've heard conflicting reports on his injury about how bad it is and how long he's going to be out for is there any definitive answer one way or the other
1: how long he may be out I don't know. If, if anybody knows in the trap, go ahead and put it in there. But to my knowledge, it's, injury news in MLS is already hard to come by in a consistent, updated, um, trustworthy manner. And then Atlanta United is usually tight, tight-lipped about things to begin with. And Miggy seemed like he was. I mean, he was definitely out there. I Me mean, saw him in his hoodie. I didn't. Did you see Tito on the field after the game? I didn't. I didn't I saw, stick I saw, around yeah, after. I saw Miggy walking around just immediately after the game, going and hugging the guys. I think P-
0: everybody assumes that Miggy's going to be fine and be back probably as soon as next week. I would. I okay, would think I that miss. Miggy. I, I think Miggy needs
1: to be back next week, considering the implications of not winning next week. <sighs> um, yeah, you had Bill. Bill said Tito was on the field too. Yeah, uh, and, and, and then Clayton. Clayton yeah. Maggie's Maggie was running. running today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and
0: Garza was in the.
1: He's in the 18 as well. 18, he didn't so see the field. We yeah. only saw two substitutions, right? Am I wrong? Right. Uh, Kevin Kratz right. and then. Um, Jeff. Jeff Lorenowitz coming in for Carlton, which was a very weird sub. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into that in a second. Other thoughts on the lineup? It was weird to see. I mean, they posted a 4 3 3 lineup and. For all intents and purposes, that was kind of how we played the game. I mean, Barca or not Barco, sorry, Escobar got up and down a lot more than I was expecting him to.
0: Yeah, Escobar was great, Played had a hell of a game, I thought. the um, I, Props to me, I think I mentioned it last week about Nagby filling in as the 10 position. At one point, I know last week I mentioned Nagby potentially filling in as the 10, which everybody would think that Barco would naturally fit in, in that position. I think he probably should have, but I think Nagby's experience and skill set lent itself a little bit better to that position. One of the things that was confusing to me was the barco uh carlton flip-flopping that kept happening the entire no, I th- but i think it time. ended
1: up working for us I and mean, granted barco has you, you he's back to the point where he's giving you almost to the point of a finished product but he is he's penetrating defenses better than he was in previous weeks he was definitely posing a threat he was very fast quick on the ball getting he, upfield. he
0: sets up escobar's goal
1: yeah, I mean he he thre-
0: he pulls both defenders and then splits them to f- play that ball off to Escobar in wide open space inside the 18, which was fucking gorgeous. Like just great setup and great field awareness for him up top.
1: He still doesn't seem like he's settled, but at the same time I keep going through my head, he's 18, 19 years old. He My biggest problem with Barco
0: right now is that he will assume that the ref is going to make the call.
1: That that to me was Him very sitting down
0: in the whatever or just stopping play assuming that he's going to get the call while the the i forget who it was just kept pressing yep. the back line and he just gave up on the play and left our defense exposed was a big problem for me and should never happen you that is soccer 101, middle school, high school, you hear it, you play through the whistle. And Barco, yeah. I feel like, is the only player that it resonates that much to me that he is the one player that doesn't do that. Well, yeah, say, I
1: said to a guy behind me who was, he was talking the entire game, um, but at one point said something about Barco during that time. He was like, I don't know a player on the team right now. And this is something you could fix mentality-wise. It's It's very easy to kind of put the fear of God in the kid, but – um, I don't know a player who gives up as as easily does as on uh, as yeah. he does on our team, yeah. and maybe it's just again. I I I'm gonna go ahead and preface this again by saying he's 18, 19. I, I I forget if he's if he's turned 19, but some of that stuff will come, but there is like a lack of maturity or a lack of. I wouldn't say effort because he seems to give his all, but he he gets discouraged very easily. Um, he needs to work on that, his confidence, yeah, if, more than anything. And then also his work rate's fine. It's just a matter of I, I think his decision making in the final third is a little suspect sometimes. Right. But again, that'll come with age. Like that's that's a thing where he's yeah. he's under intense pressure. He's right. got a lot of. Uh, A lot of eyes on him right now, and he's probably crumbling to an extent because he was playing a lot better in the middle of the season. Last game against Chicago, fantastic, right? He scored that goal as one of the stand-up performances that he had, but his performance uh, to me left a lot to be desired, but I did think that it helped switching them around. Yes. Because you had Carlton on the left at first. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, I want to say it's probably 20, 30 minutes yep. in, you saw them kind of drift. Right after drift. that first
0: goal, I feel like, is what Right,
1: happened. you saw yeah. them drift and then switch sides. And then you saw Carlton was a lot more comfortable on that right side. And then also uh, Barco on the left. I thought they played, it made a lot more sense once
0: they made the switch, in my opinion. I think the weakest thing yesterday was a lack of any sort of coherent midfield because nagby was doing so much in the 10 spot i felt like the center mid was where all the holes and shortcomings came in atlanta united and it ended up leading to a lot of build-up play that our defense was having to react to when they weren't having to do that just a couple of weeks ago because nagby would be a little further back or remedy there to kind of support It, it just that was something that was glaringly obvious to me was i felt like we We were either too far forward and too far back, and nobody was really holding like the Jeff Lorenowitz role. Jeff and Rometty sort of. Whenever Jeff and Rometty are in midfield together uh, with Nag, because recently we've been doing Jeff, Rometty, and Nagby. Whenever all three of them are there, Nagby can drift forward, and you've got Jeff and Rometty to kind of hold position in the midfield without. Jeff in there, I felt like Rometty was kind of left to do a lot, and he did do some really great things, but he also got burned a couple of times, and our defense ended up having to do a lot more to react to things than they had been in weeks prior.
1: No, I agree with you. I think yesterday was kind of the audition to see if he can hold his own as a number a number six, Yeah, and I, I don't know that he can. I think he's better suited. At, we've said this previously that I think that he is a better – playmaker than is somebody like Jeff Lorenowitz or say like Carmona last year where he's he seems to have a better nose for offense and and playmaking in that regard but his while he is a bulldog and he is on the ball and he he plays defense pretty well for the most part he seems to leave gaps open whenever he's playing back there by himself it seemed like that happened a couple times where passing lanes got kind of gashed I mean there were a couple times where we got really caught out but um, I think he needs a partner back there I think it really if we're going to play a 4 back you need the the two in front of them. Like you said, either have Laurent drifting in fr- uh or le- staying back for for Remedi to go forward or.
0: Yeah, so uh Bill Bill's got a really good point. Remedi didn't get burned more than Jeff. He just didn't have a Remedi to cover him like Jeff does. Again, back yeah. to that point, whenever they're both there, they can both sort of recover for each other because they're not there's not such a, such a big gap that they have to sort of play in space to yeah. to handle. Uh, Brian, yeah, I think everybody had a sigh of relief there. The biggest oh shit moment was the almost own goal by Parkhurst. Uh, he takes that deflection to try to play it out, and Kuzan makes a quick reaction yeah, to get it out. that was a hell
1: of a save. Yeah, it really, really was. He he kind of saved the game for us yesterday. I mean, we would have been down two points to, to Red Bulls. If that would have happened, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: I was really hoping that Red Bulls would end up drawing. They were locked up nil nil up until the seventieth. I think it was. Yeah, is whenever they Kaka put in scored the line. A PK. Yeah, that's a bummer.
1: Yeah, it definitely was a bummer. So back to the. It, all right, let's go back to the old school positives and negatives. Let's start with negatives first, mm. so that we can kind of go on to the positive as we go into the the preview for for Saturday. Or negative
0: Sunday. negative was that. Chris McCann replaced George Bello when George Bello was trending in an upward momentum. And I don't know why. And I don't know that the McCann replacement paid off major dividends in any meaningful way in yesterday's game.
1: And you guys can give me shit for this. I thought McCann was one of our best players on the field at all times yesterday. I thought his service into the box was great. There were a couple of times there was one that he ripped a little too heavy going to, uh, to Joseph, but I felt like he was—he had a couple of
0: really—I mean, it's weird because you nitpick. It's like, oh, he had a couple of bad passes, but right? I'm speaking does.
1: relatively, I which say, that was
0: weird too. I noticed a couple of those passes that just sort of died in space yesterday, more t- more than I have recently, where they just weren't putting enough behind the ball to get yeah. it to the player to take the ball up. But all
1: things considered, he was—he kind of spearheaded a lot of our our chances in the box. I mean, he it. it kind of flip-flop with Gressel in terms of crossing the ball into the box and yeah. being our, our primary distributor. Completely forgot what Elliot Beaven
0: said. Um, he was playing the U-17 game last week, Bella was, and apparently had a fucking amazing goal um, off of a free kick in that game from what I've heard. I haven't actually gone back and looked at it. But, yeah, I think that's partly why he wasn't starting. So, my negative, McCann... I, it's just a negative. It it ultimately
1: didn't lead to anything that was. It wasn't as catastrophic putting him in over Bello as exactly. as as it could have been. Thinking about how Bello had, had fit into the squad and what kind yeah. of dynamic he brought to the team. Uh, the
0: other the other negative for me is the lack of any sort of development or. Um, consistency in the midfield with that lineup the way it was set yesterday, which I talked about briefly, where I just felt like it was either completely on the offensive side of the ball or completely on the defensive side of the ball. There was no midfield to be seen.
1: No, I agree with you. There's no the There's part. no buildup. And you see that in... Yeah, who in, scored?
0: I'd be interested to see where the ball was over the course of the game. For oh, yeah.
1: I'll, uh, I'll pull up heat maps. But... I mean that's that's something that I wanted to blame Joseph for was that whenever he got chances and he got in four or he got forward it seemed like he rushed them or thought about or they got too, too fucking
0: cute that was the other thing too that goal that he has if he just takes it on the one touch or even on the second touch but he does that third one for no reason whatsoever
1: but he's he's left with no help to your That's point true. to your point the ball's either in the in the back third or the forward third and he's usually left by himself it's been like that for a couple weeks yeah. where it looks like he's wasting chances he's not but he has nobody to lay the ball off to for an easy pass or nobody's drawing the defenders off of him whenever he's becoming a threat inside the box on a one-on-one And it's kind of tough for him.
0: You know, one of the things that I did see that was a welcome change was that players like Escobar and Carlton and um, even Nagby. Nagby was wildly off target. You could see what he was trying to do by trying to take the one touch on the outside of his foot. He just didn't connect with it the right way. But Carlton has a great fucking one touch on – it goes just over the top right post. Oh the, yeah, um, but taking shots off of the one touch and taking shots in space, Escobar's that end up leading to the ricochet that we end up getting. The, the confidence
1: it, that he had to take that was pretty impressive. Absolutely. I was not expecting that from him off in, on his off foot too yeah, to be so able to cut in. So players
0: that don't normally take shots or get those opportunities, yep. hopefully we see that trend continue in a meaningful way. That I don't want to see every player taking shots from outside the eighteen every time they get a possession, but. I think that's been a consistent criticism of this team is that some of our skilled players aren't taking shots when they should be. And they have opportunities to.
1: No, I agree with you completely. Uh, let me pull up the heat map real quick. It looks, for the most part, like it's a little lighter in the midfield. You don't see a whole lot of yellow in in the very middle of the field. Sorry, guys, we're looking at who scored right now. Uh, obviously, it's not too helpful to you guys, but we're looking at the heat map and it's, I mean, mostly on that defensive third, it gets really red towards the back in the middle, uh, LGP and Parkhurst, and then uh, up on the top right, which would have mostly been Andrew Carlton. Um, But yeah, for the most part, the ball kind of uh, stayed away from the middle. So so
0: here, let's do this. Uh, Select Nagby, Gressel, and Remedi, because those are our midfielders, in theory, for the game yesterday. And I want to see how far up their touches were. So Rometty Rometty was definitely all over the place, more so than others, and was more on the defensive side of things. But the interesting thing
1: is, again, you see very little development inside the center circle. Right, exactly. Which is where
0: the gaps are starting to form.
1: And that's what you miss whenever you don't have somebody like Tito or uh, right. uh, Miggy in the lineup. Right. And for him to be able to create, be able to cut in, cut out, and be able to create space, either going outside See, this in. is why
0: we need a producer for the show, to what everybody's talking about. Um, something that we can cut to what, what, what we're looking at on our screen so that you guys can see it, too. Yeah. We try not to do it often, but every now and then we need to reference these things to make sure we're not completely full of shit, so. <laughs> yeah,
1: Escobar was the stand. Oh, so Escobar neg- was a big standout. for me. Ne- okay, yeah. negatives. Back to negatives. Um, the bo- second half to me was a complete negative. Granted, we didn't give up a, a goal in the second half, but the second half, the ball, bo- the the life of the game seemed to just have gotten sucked out it really did it just and, felt stale you know and i got kind of drawn out of the game at times it you know just, what i felt like it there was, was no fluidity
0: it was what tata's been talking about wanting to do waste time waste time and that's not what this team is built to do and they've been known to get exposed by trying to do that and so i think that's where we see that and it's like why are they why who is this team it just does not look like the team that we've seen play all season yeah and so I don't know where I stand on that. Obviously, it proved successful yesterday, but I don't see the point in just wasting time for the sake of wasting time, especially against a team like Chicago who you could handily beat and just keep your foot on the gas. There was no reason to do that. If you're playing NYCFC on the road in Yankee Stadium, okay, I'll, I'll concede that. If it doesn't pan out, it doesn't pan out. That makes sense. But at home, in front of... Oh by the way the attendance was definitely not 72,000 yesterday. <laughs> um but at home in front of a packed crowd you've got the lead against one of the worst teams in the east. Why are you wasting time? There's there's absolutely no reason. Ronald
1: Peña disagrees. He says that um he just thinks that we miss Miggy and that we weren't necessarily wasting time. Could have been Big negative, Bill Holcomb points out, Greg Garza gets zero minutes. We're left with one sub unused. What does that tell you about Greg Garza's role in this team going into the playoffs? Knowing that you already have his backup playing left back, you have a tired George Bella, which we didn't take into consideration from his U-17 exploits, on the bench alongside Greg Garza, and you don't see his substitution come into the game we talked about going into the playoffs. We talked about his return last week. That, you know, there are people that thought that he was, him being the incumbent, he was going to take his position back. He was going to get a couple reps. He was going to get back into it. He's going to be starting going into the playoffs.
0: I think that Garza's role is contingent on what your plans are with him moving past this season. And if you're not planning to keep him and you have two viable options at left back, don't play him.
1: This it's so crazy to me though because of so much of the stuff that's in flux right now. All the all the rumors flying around about Tata Martinez, which seems or to, Tata Martino, sorry. Which
0: seems to be trending towards him leaving.
1: Well, it depends on who you ask. Every time I get suckered into it, Gustavo did on Twitter see, pulls me it? and it says and then shows me that maybe it's not so much a done well, a done did deal. See, did you
0: see Tata's? Uh, Post game, post game yesterday where he was talking, he got a question and said, what are your thoughts on the MLS before your arrival? uh, And since you've arrived in the MLS and he started speaking about his time in the MLS in the past tense and everybody kind of took note of that and mentioned it to him and, or he called, he shed light on it. He's like, oh wait, I'm, I'm speaking as if it's over. And everybody kind of had a laugh about it, but yeah, <laughs> that was whether or not you want to read into something like that or not. But
1: yeah, some of the things that and it's it's worth reading if you guys go find Gustavo Rodriguez. He always kind of uh, have you ever seen that unroll bot on Twitter, or, no. or or yeah, it's like if somebody puts a thread together, you can just say unroll this like you can reply to it mention it unroll it for me and then it creates a long oh, like, a, cool. like almost like a, a readable page oh, for you cool. to go through that's just kind of chronological he does the opposite he yeah he does this like 18 uh thread or 18 tweet thread anyway it's it's pretty telling um some of the he's kind of just going through the translations of the all spanish press conference yeah. after the fact and how they were asking him about his future plans in Mexico and his translator stepping in. And Tata's like, no, I can I can talk about this. That's fine. He's coming in and talking about it. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like... I, I like his professionalism here. He's very focused on it. Um, he's absolutely focused on Atlanta United, whether that means he's here in the future or not. If he's not, there are reports. Atlanta United uh, fan TV put, uh, put out today. There's rumors that I'm guessing this this sounds contingent on tata leaving or that it's an inevitability that boca juniors manager scalotto will be replacing him who used to play for columbus crew is down coaching the biggest team in well i guess it depends if you're a river plate fan but coaching the biggest team in argentina gonna come through hopefully if if he does replace tata or if tata leaves i would love that replacement. I don't, I'm going to be, I'm going to go ahead and admit, I don't know a ton about him. I don't know a ton about his coaching style. Dude, I'm going to be honest. Time. this
0: is, that, that is on brand for me 100% of the time. This is <laughs> not, if you're tuning in, I'm not to say that we don't know anything, but if you're tuning into the show to get all of the facts and insights about everything, we are. Casually discussing things that we may or may not know anything about and me having the time and wherewithal to go and research all of these speculations and rumors and all of these highlight videos for all of these players that we may or may not sign and A tenure and track listing of all of the stops that a coach prospect may have made along their career. Go listen to go check out soccer down here. Yeah, soccer down here. Jason, Jason will unwrap that. They'll nail it, but that's not going to take place here. Yeah, no. I (laughs) like so everybody
1: in the in the trap seems to be on board with with uh, Scalotto and then also on board with Tata leaving. So, I think one of the biggest things that I think is very interesting and it's for another time obviously is that Tata may not necessarily be going to Mexico. He may be taking the US Men's National Team job. Would,
0: so, if you are a betting man, which one would you put your money on? Mexico or US Men's National Team?
1: Mm. I would take the US Men's National Team because the odds would be worse and then i can make more money off of it (laughs) but if you're saying what what's the likelihood if it's those two i think it's mexico for obvious reasons i I think for the language barrier i think the the talent in mexico right now who pays him more um it sounds like mexico the mexican or fmf whatever the the mexican football federation will pay him something like two point something million a year is yeah. pretty. It seems pretty hefty for a national team coach. So did you
0: get into that debate with Jay the other day through the Twitter, or was that Dan?
1: The that was, oh, that
0: wasn't me. It must have been Dan. Uh, and of course Dan couldn't be here tonight. Uh, there was a good conversation and back and forth between Dan and Jay about the reasoning why Dan did not think that um, Tata would, would leave and why Jay thinks that he would. And sort of I could see both Mindsets, And one of the things that I had not really taken into consideration was the fact that the timing of taking a national team position for Tata or another coach at that point in his career is prime for taking that on now. I mean, you are at the onset of the early stages of planning for the next world cup you're not coming right. in with a year to try to change things and adapt and evaluate and r- reshape the the face of a national team on the world stage versus what he could potentially do for this mexican national team which hasn't won a group stage game and i don't know how long
1: or no you mean uh, no or
0: not the group stage the um Knockout round, knockout round game.
1: I don't. Uh, did they win? I thought they went it to the the final eight. This is... am I crazy? No, no they did not Not since they played Argentina. Yeah, um, it's been a while. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. And to Brian's point, it would be a top five paid manager in the world when it comes to national teams. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I so
0: to Brian's point, uh, I don't think it'll be announced until the season is over. I everything I've read is that he is technically under the MLS umbrella until December 8th, which I think is when the season is officially over. MLS
1: owns every contract in the league, Yeah. yeah. So
0: I don't think any decision can be made public about something like that until that date.
1: Well, hats off to him if he wants to go win. He's only 55. He's kind of in his prime years when it comes to managing. He's already got a pretty, pretty hefty track record behind him.
0: But, yeah, I don't. so Brittany, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen after Toronto. I don't think it's going to be announced until after the season is officially over. And I think that's the right call. And I think it's structured
1: that way for a reason. Yeah, until after we win Cup.
0: That managers aren't jumping ship and then tanking or whatever and having to play the mental games of playoffs based off of what a manager may or may not
1: do with the team. Listen, as much as I hate the Mexican national team. Which fucks with college playoffs all the time. Yeah. As much as I hate the Mexican national team in, in the rivalry st- from the rivalry standpoint, it's that guy, yeah.
0: Nut. Oh, I know what I need.
1: Yeah, I'll go ahead and mute that for you. The um it's a prime job. It's it's one of the oh, better yeah. jobs that's available yeah. right now. He's got a lot of good young talent that's mm-hmm. coming up and he oh. can put his stamp on a team moving How forward. How old is Chicharito? Chicharito's. I don't think he'll play in the next. I don't World think Cup. so either. No, but he's got guys like Chucky Lozano and yeah. and Saucedo and it, they, he has a good team. Yeah. And hats off to him if he wants to go do that. I'm not going to harbor any ill will. He's done a lot for this team. He very well may ride off into the sunset, winning in that or uh, right. winning a MLS Cup, and then also a Supporter Shield, getting us into Concacaf Champions League, which we qualified that for yesterday.
0: You know what else got locked up yesterday?
1: Orlando. With the worst record in MLS?
0: Well, I don't know if that's... Well, I don't think that that's the case. No, DC
1: clinched yesterday. Yes, they very well could be the 4 seed. They could be. How stupid is that? You're stupid. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is all your fucking fault, Tim.
1: Yes, it is. So, yeah, it's funny. Like, people... The two big acquisitions in terms of the Retirement League uh, moniker that MLS has and people that wanted to really slate... The signing of Zlatan and of Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney's got his team in the playoffs. Zlatan, with a win, is he very well could will LA Galaxy he into could. a playoff spot. Because of the uneven numbers, I didn't realize this until yesterday. The Galaxy
0: were the last team in the league last year, right?
1: Uh, I think they yeah. finished
0: the last team in the league last year. I think you're year. right.
1: Well, that would be a hell of a turnaround. It He's going to finish second in goal scored. I know. At 36 years old. Coming
0: in a quarter of the way into the season. Yes. Or third, whatever it was. But yeah
1: and the um rail salt lake has already played because of the uneven teams they've already played all of their games yeah i don't know how that math works i I was trying to figure that
0: out last night i was like how is how are they the only team at 34 right now
1: i don't know i dare not i dare not go i could not figure that shit out for the life of me Um, but yeah a win
0: this weekend for galaxy and they're in
1: yes that's crazy, right? Yeah, it it definitely is. You're talking about that is that is the like retirement team
0: who has meant more and had a bigger impact for the team as a signing, Rooney or Zlatan?
1: Um, uh, for me, it's Rooney. That's tough, yeah, because I think they've both have brought that same winning mentality to the team. I mean, because you saw like there were there. I'll take it back. Rooney did. Rooney has a has had a bigger impact
0: and, and i don't think it's just a matter of points and, and standings either i think no, looking a at the cohesion yeah. on that team and on that offense particularly between him and acosta and what he's done uh yeah i think for me it's it's not the rooney show like i feel like it's the zlatan show over I guess
1: i will watch i've been watching this laton show for the past 10 15 years it. whatever it is i get and it i will tune in i get it I, I, I you know what I see them, if they can make it into the playoffs, being a really hard out for anybody. They have guys that can... You saw yesterday, their their main three attacking guys all scored between Zlatan, Alessandrini, and Ola Kamara. They all got a goal yesterday. They they took out Minnesota and, and primed themselves for a playoff berth.
0: What what do you think about Bill Holcomb's point? Um I think Rooney's getting a lot of credit or getting credit for outside factors. They were on the road so much before he came and so many home game or home matches after I would tend to agree with you aside from the fact that even though they were, they had the bulk of their games were away on the front half of the season, their stretch of games on the back half of the season were against the best opponents in the league. And they were stacked with, way more games to have to play than anybody else. So it's about conditioning and staying healthy and staying consistent and actually putting up goals and winning matches that you have to win regardless of the setting. I, I think that that's the factors that also go into that discussion. So if you take well. a
1: look at their last 10, they played New York City, they played Toronto, who's obviously – Oh, I
0: talked about it. I mean, they played yeah, Dallas, all, of, Dallas, all of, who
1: won the West? I
0: think out of all of their last 10 or 12 games, I think out of all of their last 10 or 12 games, all but maybe three or four of them were against playoff teams. And and the bulk of them were against top three teams in the East or West. Because they played Red Bulls two or three times. They played NYC twice. They played us once. So if you just go
1: through that stretch, it's New York Red Bull. It started off, let's say this stretch started uh, the 26th of August when they played Red Bulls, then Philly, then us, then NYC. They played Minnesota, played Red Bulls again. I'll Played, give Mont- you that, played a hot Montreal game, or hot, hot Montreal team, Chicago, Dallas, Toronto, NYCFC. I'll,
0: I'll give you the NYC point. NYC hasn't been, hasn't been good. NYCFC hasn't been good, no. They, I'll give you that.
1: They're a team that is primed to just go out in the first yeah. round. No no problems. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's easy to tell in, in – in, SKC is kind of almost locked up the West. It's 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 kind of tight though. It's it's SKC took it over last night, fifty nine points, and then you have fifty seven. You have LAFC who could very LA, LAFC as a expansion team could win the West, which is yeah. kind of cool, yeah. kind of crazy. But then uh, below them Dallas, who was in first, I think up until this past weekend.
0: Realistically, do you think we win the Shield this weekend? Mm. Put put bias aside. Do you think that Atlanta pulls it out this weekend? And and if so, are there any contingency plans on them winning it this weekend? I don't think that they can win it with the lineup that they trotted out there this Saturday.
1: Yeah, I think we need. I will say that. To, to, is, is, you
0: need either Tito or Miggy to lock it up, in my opinion.
1: Yes, no, I agree with you, especially going into Toronto, going into BMO Field to go play a Toronto team that is defending champion, albeit uh, a very, uh, very much in decline team. It's going to be tough for us to go in there because Ooh, Red, Red Rob, Bulls have Orlando. I did not
0: know that. Is Josie still out with the injury?
1: And Vasquez is out. So maybe that is a make weight then. But it's still going to be tough to go up into it's Toronto. Be very tough against that team, regardless of injuries, playing away, playing. What's going to be <sighs> a
0: heartbreaker. Okay, here, here's worst case scenario for me. It's not that we lose to Toronto. It's that we draw to Toronto and then Red Bulls win. I beat us out by yeah, one point. Th- the thing is that we, that breaks my heart.
1: We can't at all. Expect that Orlando is gonna give them even no. a fight no. for those three points. The it's-
0: only thing I could th- well, especially knowing that Orlando <laughs> could just do it as the last fuck you to Atlanta for the season and just drop an egg for for that point alone.
1: Yeah. But they
0: won this past weekend. Did they? Yeah. Two one? Against Houston, I believe. Did they? Yeah. Am I crazy? No, they definitely won.
1: Yeah, no, they beat Columbus. Columbus, that was it. Yeah, it was all East versus East this weekend. That's And right. West versus West. That's right. Yeah. yeah, so the way that the playoffs are shaping up right now, it's obviously us or, or Red Bulls in one or two, and then you could have Philly. Oh, the, the shakeup between third and fifth is ridiculous. Dude, you could see Philly jump to third, DC jump to fourth, and NYCFC all the way down to fifth at the end of the weekend. <laughs> That's that's crazy to me because right now Philly and Philly and NYCFC are a goal difference. Actually no, I take that back. If DC wins what are, what are the schedule? What are the uh Hold on. Right. So if if Philly beats NYCFC and then uh, DC wins against Chicago, I believe DC if the goal differential is enough, they're going to jump up, but Philly is never going to be able to jump. Uh, no, that's not true. I, I take that back because it's wins, not goal differential. So we, again, Philly could be in third, DC in fourth, NYCFC in fifth place.
0: So, I'm trying to see if I can find what the... um. So, something that keeps getting brought up is these games that we dropped, right? And something that... I kind of thought about this past weekend, and it's been said multiple times throughout the season, but now reflecting back on the season as a whole, regardless of the results this weekend, Atlanta has tied the single season points record with a game to spare. That record, that points record. I don't know how long it had been in place before Toronto broke it last year, but it had at least been a couple of years. It's not like it had been standing that way for 50 years. That's what I was trying to pull up, but I couldn't pull it up quick enough. Whenever you're in a position that you're doing that with, still one game left to be played, you can't feel that bad about having some shitty breaks on a couple of games here or there.
1: Um, uh, here's here's the points record. If you want to, yeah. Um, nineteen ninety eight. So six, for, points nineteen ninety eight sixteen stood for 20 68 years. points stood yeah. for
0: twenty years, and Toronto beat it by one. And Atlanta has the potential to break it by three. Just the year after, that is a monumental achievement for this team. And I know that those losses suck and they hurt and they were emotional at the time. But don't let those moments overshadow the fact that what this team has done even in second place is a huge achievement for this team in just its second year
1: yeah i think you're right ronald when you say it was the shootout era of mls but also a smaller league or or more games or no less games because la galaxy had a they have they still have the record in 98 for most most points per game
0: yeah yeah, because there was less teams and all.
1: Of yeah, that. dude, I'm if we if we lose the shield, you know what? It, I'm totally fine. Yeah. And
0: I said it. We said this months ago, right? What 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 is this season for us? We jokingly say last year it was playoffs or bust, right? And we had this whole discussion jokingly. Like, my it, ass. Is what what is this? What is? Well, I say jokingly that we top get, two we, was what we wanted. Yeah, this year, exactly. Right? Was that anything lower than second? Is a failure for us this season. Correct. And that was locked up no less than four weeks ago. Three weeks ago, I guess it was. That is huge, man. That's huge. So don't don't read too much into this game. Yes, we want to win. Yes, we want the supporter shield. Obviously. Obviously, we want those things. Obviously. But this team has done so much, and I think we're in a great position going into the playoffs right now. We've got some players getting healthy. We've got some players that weren't really in the lineup or showing out that are proving to be viable options like George Bello is right now for this team at the right time, at the time we need him most. So Toronto be damned. Um, I Realistically, contingent on... Back to the, the question I asked you. Contingent on Miggy or Tito being in the lineup, I lean more towards Miggy being the thing that seals our fate. If Miggy's not in the lineup, unfortunately, I think the thing that I said months ago as well is that Red Bulls end up with the supporter shield this season.
1: Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you on that. It's it's tough. I mean, all things considered, you trot out the lineup that we had yesterday up in Toronto. On Sunday, what happens? We lose right or we draw yeah, same lineup from yesterday goes up there with either of those guys, I think that we take either that those game guys away. in
0: yeah we take that we take that game down three one easily yesterday I think I or three nil even I don't even know if that first goal happens
1: no yeah, you're right which
0: oh we didn't even talk about it that was totally fucking off-sides, by the way.
1: I, I didn't see the replay Trap Offsides or not The the goal from De, Deluve
0: It's definitely offsides I don't know how that's not offsides and they don't even look at it
1: I thought that he did
0: No He, he did that finger up to the ear Oh okay Yep everybody's saying offside Did I say offsides is that why you're Yeah okay fuckface I get it Okay <sighs>
1: <laughs> That's why it was all caps. I thought he was just excited.
0: I knew what he was saying.
1: And I said it, and I'm, I'll say it again. Was it offsides? <laughs> hey, a- at least the uh, the stadium announcer calls it the MLS, which we know is a no-no, at least among MLS supporters. What do you mean? Because it's not, like, the National Basketball League, the National Football League. It's not. Oh, the, okay. It's not the Major League Soccer. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I didn't notice it. it but yeah, he says it. He says it all the time in the MLS. All right.
0: So what do you guys think? Do you think no matter what, no matter what? So Bill Holcomb, my prediction is as bad as my flatly waving. Okay. So you think no matter what, there's no contingency on this game this weekend that, that Atlanta is destined to win out this weekend against Toronto on the road, regardless of whether Miggy or Tito are in the game. Be honest. I don't know that I can confidently say that.
1: Yeah, I I can't say that either. Like, confidently say that we'll get the win? We've still never beat Toronto. Could we get a draw? Yes. Remember, we have never beaten Toronto. We've drawn them twice or three (laughs) times now.
0: We are the team of destiny. Right, Elliot Beaven. I agree. Atlanta is the best away team this season. How many of those games this season... Were we without both Tito
1: and Miggy in the lineup? Yeah, probably none. I don't know that there were any. I can take solace in the fact that Toronto have been in a terrible run of form lately. Oh,
0: Bill Holcomb. (laughs) We never beat anyone until last year.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yes, it's very true. It's very true. But in their last, uh, let's call it their last uh, five games, they have one win, and it was against New England very downtrodden New England team well that's a good that's a good trend for us I mean even if you go back further than that I mean in their last let's see, one, three two. so who, they have they have two wins or three wins in their last 10 games who who's
0: their last five been against
1: their last five Montreal two nothing loss DC one nothing loss Vancouver two one loss New England a four one win and then uh Red Bulls two-0 loss.
0: The, those are all... So Red
1: Bulls, great team. D.C. trending really well. Montreal had been trending well. Vancouver are... How many of those were on the road? Out of the playoffs. Um, sorry, I just... Or how many of them were at home? I, I think just exited out of it. They had... Let's see. Three out of those five were away. So they only had two games at home. They won one against New England. Lost the Canadian Cup against uh, Vancouver.
0: I, I You can... Spin it any way you want to. I, I don't I, I just, my, my biggest point is that I, I'm not as confident to just if I had to go take a thousand dollars and put it down one way or the other, I don't know that I could confidently take that thousand dollars and say yes, Atlanta wins. I, like, I not like knowing
1: if Tito or Mickey are playing. I like Ronald Pena's positivity here. We've never played Toronto without Josie. So it's very true. Let's take that for what it's worth. We didn't even talk about positives from the Chicago game. I know there weren't a whole lot. What'd you think about Andrew Carlton on the field? Carlson, I thought was great. Yeah, I thought, thought he had a great game. I thought, I thought comparatively, I thought that he played really well.
0: Um, Tata said, "Mickey most likely won't play Ronald Pena." And uh, Domer says, "In his opinion, Tata goes for broke, throw it all forward, super aggressive offensively, and re- rely on Leary and our back three or four to hold."
1: I am down for that. I man. totally
0: am. Throw caution
1: to the wind. You really don't have anything to lose, dude.
0: Go out there, get up by two goals in the first thirty minutes, and then you. I mean, you. have just fucking contain the second half
1: yeah I know this Toronto you have team. the talent to do that yeah this Toronto team in the in the games that we've played against them I feel like as we've been more aggressive we've I mean if you look back at last year the first game we played against them up in BMO field <laughs> Tito just bulldogged his way into two goals just playing physical and playing like aggressive with them yeah yeah <laughs> touche we did win a game without miggy and tito yesterday i
0: do like i I do like the discussion though who's better chicago or toronto i think toronto's probably a better team in my opinion without josie i don't know if i would say more
1: talented team sure but in, in terms of their form i think that chicago's been in a better run of form lately how weird is
0: it to see schweinsteiger all the way back on defense now
1: yeah he's been playing that kind of makeshift center back all year
0: yeah he's just played sweeper now
1: yeah it's it is very weird to see he almost got caught out a couple times
0: did you see whenever uh that second goal got scored and he just stood in the goal yeah he laughed yeah he laughed at yeah, he, he that. Like, he's like oh,
1: fuck. I'm gonna re- I'm retiring <laughs> next weekend
0: that's exactly it
1: yeah no I think that Chicago's a better team at this point at least this season their their run of form has been better they're
0: uh uh Justin Hazari a new name in the trap we don't know if Tata's leaving that's that's been a big talking point for everybody. We won't really know definitively until the end of the season on December eighth that we know yeah. Oh,
1: that's that's tough. Any other positives to take away from from the game? Got the win, man.
0: Yeah, got the win. Locked up uh Champions League.
1: Yes, um, which that tied, shit, tied that st- shit Liga MX were coming. We're taking that crown next year. Champions League is coming to Atlanta, and then after that, whenever we end up. Getting our foray into uh, Copa Libertadores. Once that actually they start accepting American and Mexican teams into that, we will take that home as well. We will take all your trophies. All your trophies we, are belong to even us. Even though we can't win U.S. Open Cup. True. But next year you're going to see Lagos Kunga. You're going to see Andrew Carlton. You're going to see George Bello. No, that's right. You're going to see Chris Goslin. Yeah, maybe. Um.
0: So where what were we talking about just a second ago? I really <sighs> forgot. What the fuck were we just talking about? Oh, positives. The final positives. (laughs) Jesus. Um, So Champions League locked up, tied single season, points record set last year with a chance to break it. With even just a draw, we break it. That's cool. I mean, again, even if we draw and lose it, it's heartbreaking, but there's still positives to be found in it.
1: Take this for a positive. Despite it being a B team, Orlando did beat New York Red Bulls the last time they played this season. It's a very good Early point. on in the season, they won four three, but much to somebody's point in the in the trap earlier on, it was a B team that that New York Rebels had trotted out. I'm holding out a little bit of hope here.
0: I'm not because I'm holding out the hope based off of what Orlando
1: just did this past but weekend. But
0: Orla- it could be a statement in a in a
1: a statement a, of intent going into next exactly. year for them. It yeah. is a
0: launching pad for
1: momentum leading into next season. I have no faith that this team is going to be able to do that, though. I have
0: no faith in it, but I have a little bit of hope that I hope it happens. I can't do the math. Okay, best case scenario for me. Best case of the worst case scenarios for me. What's that? Atlanta draws Toronto. Red Bulls lose. (laughs) So we just break the record by one point, and we
1: still lock up supporters. Yeah, because if you look at the the MLS points records it would it would be like 70 69 68 66 yeah it'd be all very tight yeah i'd very much like to shatter that but um i was gonna take a look real quick we at- already
0: set the away points record right we've already bro- broken that
1: yes we, we, that. we did that a while ago yeah, i did thought that yeah. a couple weeks ago yeah um, but looking at Orlando's lineup, I guess it was probably the better lineup that they've tried it out in a while. When you look at Dom Dwyer and Yotun and and Question playing up front I feel together. Feel like everybody's getting healthy. Will Johnson's bitch ass, Yuri Rosell, um I don't even know how to pronounce that guy's name, Askews, uh, and then El Munir. Yeah. I mean, no Joe Be- no Joe Bendick <laughs> in the goal. Elliot Bevan, positive
0: referee did not see handball. I like that. He didn't make he didn't see a lot of calls yesterday. He did not blow off sides a lot.
1: Uh, but I will say <laughs> that Alan Chapman did do a good job of letting play go and not I agree. constantly calling fouls Agreed. where it could have been chippy play. Agreed. I think that...
0: Do red cards carry over suspensions into playoffs?
1: That I don't know.
0: Domer, is that why you said that? Red card for Long and Bradley Wright Phillips this weekend in a loss?
1: Yeah, that would be dope
0: do those do those do,
1: does yellow card
0: accumulation carry over or is it, it i know that slate gets wiped clean right as you go into playoffs i honestly don't know i feel like we had this discussion last year dan would know
1: yeah he's not here weird that's that's in his place weird see we miss you dan We're everybody misses Unity. you dan
0: well don't speak for me
1: <laughs> um yellow does not carry over on red? Oh, not sure on red.
0: Got it. Mm. Dom scoring the winner for Orlando. Okay. All right. All right. So everybody's so confident about Atlanta. Let's hear it. Score predictions for this weekend.
1: Two mm. one Atlanta. Because if you think of the guy like Josie scores against us usually, right? Or he he sets somebody up, um, whether it's him and Javinko or what, but Fuck it, man. I think we go up there. I think that we put the pedal to the metal and we win. 3 nothing this weekend.
0: In Toronto. In Toronto. Slamming the fucking door shut. Atlanta's doing it. No Miggy, No Tito. Fuck it. Barco gets a hat trick.
1: Where's the party at is what Bill <laughs> wants to know. You say Tito gets a hat trick? Barco. Barco gets a hat trick. Oh, yeah.
0: That's... T- uh no, if Tito, if Tito and Miggy aren't in, I'm gonna say 2-0. If okay. Tito if Tito's in, I'll say 3-0. But I'm thinking a shutout on the road. Just an exclamation point on the season. I want to see it happen. I, I'm not even thinking logically anymore. This is true fandom shit. Is
1: is anybody going up to the game? If so, send us some videos, some I know Kevin probably will be Kevin Brown. I think he's looking for flights, right? Or he's trying. Well, I guess he doesn't have to look for flights. I think yeah. he's trying to find his way up. Red there, cards
0: though. do carry over. Sid the Science Kid sold us. I love that name, Sid the Science
1: Kid. It's is, pretty the, great. is that a like an old PBS show? No, you're thinking about
0: Bill, Bill Nye, Nye the, the science, science Guy. guy.
1: Yeah. Sid, 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 Sid.
0: Flights are in the six hundreds. Damn, you can go to Barcelona for that
1: shit. I went to Madrid for less than that. That is. <laughs> yeah. rec-
0: Ridiculous.
1: That's insane. Yeah, I, mm. thought, I thought Sid the Science Kid was a PBS show. All right. Watching that in Wishbone? Especially Wishbone. Especially that, that Sherlock Dog. Holmes
0: episode where they put him in that little outfit. It's so adorable.
1: But if you think about it, every episode was a Sherlock Holmes episode. I didn't know a detective better than Wishbone growing up. Did you? Great Mouse Detective? Maybe. Mm. Maybe?
0: Best 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 detectives in the game growing up inspector gadget i feel like inspector gadget relied too much on penny though
1: he had a leg up i mean wishbone could talk to the kids right (laughs) Uh, i mean wishbone could talk to the kids right the spy though harry the spy was pretty legit harry the spy is pretty legit too yeah talk about that was that was like empowering for girls back then. Her for real I mean, Alex Mack also too. She had those superpowers.
0: Alex Mack, I don't know that one.
1: You remember Secret World of Alex Mack? Like she got electrocuted or something, and then she got uh, or like radioactive. Just Dude, like there was think. a lot
0: of girl empowerment
1: shows for sure. Like she she explains it all. Yeah, she would. But um, sister Alex, sister. Al- yeah, yes, sister sister was that was good. That was a launching off point for Taj Malory. Whenever he did right. Smart Guy. Yeah, your brother is smart. <laughs> And no, Alex Mack though she would she would turn into this little puddle of mercury and be able to like slide under people's doors and then she could turn invisible sometimes. She's like a ditto. Yep.
0: <laughs> 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 all right, all right, real quick in, in the in the trap,
1: greatest kids detective of all time. Oh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Okay. Chippendales Rescue Rangers?
0: No, I think that was Ducktales. Huey. Uh, yeah, he would do a. a yeah, yeah, a yeah. That tale. was that was. But Chippendale. That were Scrooge, they, uh, Scrooge
1: McDuck's kids. Were they detectives? Darkwing Duck, case closed. Was he a detective? Yeah, I don't even remember. He's that like much. a crime fighting detective.
0: Okay. He's like
1: the duck, like an anthropomorphic. I mean, are you gonna duck do, version? Do, do we write
0: off Scooby Doo entirely? Mm. There's a lot of fucking mystery shows, man.
1: Yeah, you remember a pup named Scooby Doo? Whenever they did like the puppet Scrappy? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a later version of Scooby Doo. Whenever they rebooted it, but whenever they were in high school or like uh, elementary school. Oh, you mean like... Riverdale? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, don't I? Mm. <laughs> it's a good show, dude. Yeah, I love watching sexualized teenagers Fuck on TV. All.
0: It's good. They got a new Sabrina show with that girl from. uh admin now oh
1: i like tailspin that's a nice honorable mention
0: when oh you... fucking carmen san diego Ooh. can, can still can slaps
1: you... how, how can you de- can you get deep enough with your voice to do the where in the world is... <laughs> <laughs> i can <laughs> shout out to rockapella with the greatest theme song of our uh our childhood i don't yeah tailspin was pretty great because it was like a spin-off of jungle book you had baloo he had that banana plane that he can land on the water in the jungle.
0: What about Johnny Quest?
1: Okay, original Johnny Quest from like the 60s and 70s, or are you talking about the reboot whenever they had like good graphics? and
0: uh, I don't think I ever watched the reboot. I just watched the one that would come on Boomerang.
1: That show would get panned right now for, for Haji. Oh, yeah. Haji would so get... So many of yeah. those shows would, man. So many of those shows. It's crazy what we grew up with. Yeah. There's a... Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's a...
0: Well, Venture Brothers, that's not really an old one. I mean, that's been around for like 15 years. That started whenever we were in high school. Yeah. I mean for that if for for if we're gonna make the Venture Brothers argument, I'd make the Aqua Teen Hungerforts argument. They're they're technically detectives in the first three episodes and then it just they just shit the bed with that concept and we're like, we're just gonna make this as ridiculous
1: as yeah. possible. C Lab I think is on par right, with we, the we just keep mentioning shows
0: all night uh so bill did mention a point where's the party at if we win the supporter shield? surely there's going to be something going on domer isn't terminus legion having some uh big shebang at the end uh is it this weekend i don't know i think it's this weekend i think terminus legion is doing a big members a end of the season gala thing wait are falcons playing tonight
1: Oh yeah, they are playing tonight. Second self brewery Shit, on Sunday. With us? Domer. It's dope.
0: Thanks for spending your time with us instead of Falcons.
1: Yeah. Hopefully Calvin Ridley got a touchdown from Matt Ryan. I need that for my fantasy league.
0: I mean Falcons ain't really playing for much anymore anyway, so there's that. Okay. Right. Uh score predictions. Did anybody throw any in there? We were talking yeah, about it. Yeah, we did. It.
1: We got some in there. Um Let me go up. A lot of cartoon talk. Wildly off the
0: rails.
1: Uh, 3-0, Ronald Pena, Ellie Beaven 3-2, Bill Holcomb 3-0, Domer 3-1, Josie Vasquez out for this weekend. Yep.
0: Okay, so I'm thinking a 2-0 or a 3-0 will hold. Somewhere around in there. I like it.
1: I like it too. Anything else? It's coming home. Hashtag Kunga Squad. Hashtag Hashtag Bellows Boys. Hashtag Play Your Kids. Yeah. And that's what we've been doing. Yeah. Proud of those boys making it to the eighteen, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. It's good to see That's th- so great. His
1: run of form has paid off. Kunga was destroying shit in USL and Tata said, you know what? We have a hole in this team. You need I to just come up. Get,
0: I just want to get Kunga some of those Squirtle sunglasses.
1: Ooh. <laughs> Squirtle Squad was oh God. Yeah. We didn't even talk about the Pokemon cartoon.
0: No, I know. But it they weren't really so detectives.
1: Good. No, they weren't.
0: That that conversation went from talking about best true. detective shows to just, hey, I liked these things. It's true. <laughs> Kojak.
1: Or um Matlock. Oh, Matlock? <laughs> no. I, I like I'll that. I'll you one she wrote. better. Mercy <laughs> Game over. Game over. How many kids unintentionally watch Murder She Wrote after WWE, uh, WWF <laughs> Raw every Monday night on US on USA in the nineties? It would end with a cliffhanger, and then all of a sudden you would see Mary or whatever her name was typing on her typewriter. Betty White. Yeah, I don't think that show would have been way different if it was Betty White. <laughs> I think about if Don Knotts would have done Matlock instead of Andy Griffith.
0: Oh my God.
1: Don Knott's the only man in history that can never make a crank phone call. Yeah. All right. So thank you guys for checking us out. Angela Lansbury. That's it. You got
0: it. Yeah. Hasn't made it. a comment all night, comes in Derek with the rushing, knowledge. Yeah.
1: Rushing in with that comment.
0: Oh, geez. Um, so if you want to get your Unite shirts going into the playoffs, check out oh, gethomebeforedark.com cool. forward slash shop. Find us on Twitter, Tim. You can find me at Tim Herb. Find Dan at D-N-J-M-S. Find me at The Architect at the underscore A-R-C. Number one, T-E-C-T. Collectively at Home Before Dark. That's before spelled B and the number four. Be sure to leave us five stars, a thumbs up, and or a review, however the hell you found us. We are now on Spotify, which is awesome. You can find all of the Home Before Dark lineup on
1: Spotify. Can, can we also announce that we are in Vietnam On the Vietnam iTunes store. Damn right. Number 141 ranked podcast. 141?
0: (laughs) Put it up, put it up, put it up, put it up.
1: Viet fucking Nam, bro. Viet
0: fucking Nam. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. That's pretty dope. However you found us, be sure to show us some love. If you leave us a review on iTunes, we will read it out loud on the show, whatever it may say. We still haven't hit that 150 mark, guys. It's the last week. It's the last week. We just need four. We still just need four. It's been two weeks now. Two weeks, and we can't get four new reviews? I know everybody in that trap hasn't left a review. I know it. I know it. And if if you all have, I know all your parents haven't, thrown a review. You haven't g- gone and grab your auntie phone or your mama phone <laughs> and-, and go slap five stars on Home Before Dark Podcast Network or Home Before Dark Atlanta United FC Weekly. Our homies over there unrelegated, un-relegated or Mills has friends. Go do it.
1: And then I just have this for you guys, all, our, all of our friends in Hanoi. Let me see. Oh, shit. Oh, done. Fat finger. love you guys. Wait, no. You're not done. that way. Not that way. Not that way. That's
0: <laughs> can you translate the entire show now? <laughs> we, we, can we post one in uh, Vietnamese? One that is just entirely backwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wonder shows. Oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, I know. All y'all homies ain't done your work. So many of you guys have, and we appreciate the hell out of all of you. But if we're going to bring home this supporter shield, we need to support each other. And what better way than putting up five stars on the Home Before Dark Atlanta United FC Weekly iTunes page. So please do that. It helps spread the word so that everyone over in Viet fucking Nam or in Japan or Hong
1: Kong. We big in South
0: Korea, too. Saudi Arabia. No, 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 no. no. Try to get that blood money, homie.
1: Over in Turkey. Fuck. That's a heavy way to end
0: this episode. Yeah, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Got to hustle out here in them streets. So... Thank you guys so much, however you found us, and thank you for showing up. all you guys that come out in the trap every week. You make this a hell of a lot more fun than it would be. Either way, it'd be fun nonetheless sitting beside you, Tim. To... <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't say how much I enjoy this every week. Yeah. It's even better without Dan, I think. <laughs>
1: We, we know from a screenshot he sent us the other day, he listens to the show whenever we don't do it without him, all the way to the end. So he heard that, and Kevin said that, not me. I just want to get to the point where somebody does a, like a Joe Rogan meets Joe Rogan version of what we do. Oh, God. Yeah, that'd be pretty great. That's when we
0: know he made it, right? Yeah. Okay, all right. Thank you, guys. We'll cut this shit out. Dan's definitely alive. He's just super busy, as we all get from time to time. He's got a big deadline tomorrow, and a big uh, deadline too. He's got a big deadline as always. So be sure to show him on, some love on Twitter, and uh, we'll see you guys next week in in the new digs. It'll be exciting.
1: Yeah, celebrating the supporter shield going into the playoffs, going for that cup,
0: shutting it down tonight, man. It's kind of taking inventory. It's like that. Whenever I walk out of the studio tonight, it'll be the last time I walk out of these. It's like walking the halls of high school one last time. Just fist pump as I go through the driveway whenever I walk to my car tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Trying not to get shot.
0: Yeah. Well, looking forward to that central heating in the air at the very least. Oh, yeah. That'd be
1: great. And then that blank spot where that Clemson... uh National title plaque used to be.
0: Oh, don't worry, there'll be another one this year. (laughs) (laughs) There'll be another one soon enough. Clemson actually took him playing a ranked team. It was good. (laughs) It was good seeing you guys. We appreciate. Clemson actually looked good this weekend. Played NC State. Played like a ranked team against a ranked. Are we rolling
1: into the national or to the uh, NCAA hour?
0: This is College Football Weekly, a home before dark podcast. And
1: Auburn sucks. Bye. (laughs)
0: All right, thank you guys. We'll see you next week. As always, be home before dark. I don't know, but what do you say about Canada? Oh, something about your bacon is ham. Your bacon is ham. Bad Tifos.